Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. That gets us to you, Bears and Saints. Yeah. The Bears did buy. Why? So, I would not have done the move. But I assume you want to know why they did the move. Yeah. The reason why they did the move is because they're going to have two top two or top five or maybe at worst top 10 picks. And there doesn't seem to be an edge rusher that's worthy of going in the top five or maybe even the top 10. And their pass rush is pathetic. It's the worst in the entire league. And so they look at it as we get a good against the run, good against the pass, B-plus pass rusher in Montez Sweat, who's 27 years old, in his prime, great character guy, who they think they can sign, but they've given him a ton of leverage, and it would be an unbelievable, unmitigated disaster if they don't sign him to an extension, and then they can't use the franchise tag if they need to on Jalen Johnson. So they're playing a game of Russian roulette here, but they look at it as the last thing that this defense needs to be good when their secondary gets healthy, is a pass rush. They don't think one is coming in the draft. And even though they've got cap space and free agency, there's no guarantee that any of these guys are going to actually hit free agency. Right now it's like, oh, Brian Burns and Chase Young and Montez Sweat and Daniil Hunter. Uh, Well, you trade for Montez Sweat, you try to sign him. You trade for Chase Young, you try to sign him. You franchise tag Brian Burns. Like, There's no guarantee that one or two. Why did they keep Johnson then? Why did they keep Johnson? Because I th- I think their plan is to sign Montez Sweat and franchise tag or tra- probably transition tag Jalen Johnson and then let the market dictate his contract and then okay. match the deal. That's that's my expectation. Listen, I would not have made the move because I think you should still be trying to lose games this year at this point. And I think that Montez Sweat is a solid but not great player and trading the 35th pick in the draft. It's just a really valuable asset. I wouldn't have made it, but they did it because they have zero pass rush and they don't think that there's anyone in the draft. Vikings, Falcons, what do you make of both teams' quarterback moves? Well, I mean, I just feel bad for the Vikings like as much as I can as a division rival because Cousins have been playing well and their offense was explosive and like it happened so late with the deadline like they they had no pivot. They I ended they, up actually being right about Dobbs, which is hilarious cuz I've said on multiple podcasts like 
I'm somebody might trade for this guy. He's played well enough where I actually think yeah somebody and yeah you're like right. At one point said to me that's one of the like that's a really dumb thing to say. That might have <laughs> been me. Ended up being right. Yeah, which is hysterical. Yeah, just they, they they didn't have a ton of moves, so they they did the best they could. I I don't really see that ending well, and then. We talked about it all year last year with the Falcons, like a great spot for a quarterback to go to. The problem is they, they don't have a quarterback. Like Ritter just is not a quarterback, man. I'm not saying that he's a running back or a receiver or an edge rusher or anything like that, but he's just, he's not an NFL quarterback. And so Taylor Heineke, my guess is we'll have a little bit of like Gardner Minshew, like early success. And he's a fine backup, but a terrible starter. And then it'll fizzle out quickly. So I, you know what you say that, but I watched back that Tennessee game and just saw the difference in their offense from the first half to the second half. And they ended up scoring on four of six possessions in the second half of that game. And the sixth possession was when Van Jefferson dropped that ball on fourth down that lost them that game. I do think there's a chance that there's like a case Keenum in Minnesota um, future for Heineke in this offense. I do. I, I, I really, I really think it could take off. And then I think it's going to have a short shelf life, even if it has short-term success. Okay. So when you say that, do you mean just a couple of games or do you mean for the rest of the year? Cause I think they could absolutely ride him. Like, so I've been on new Orleans to win that division the entire time. I think with Heineke in there now, I'd be willing to change my prediction to the Falcons. Just having watched the way they look with him in there as opposed to Ritter, who, who is, who's not, like you said, an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I think he's going to be better than Ritter, and my guess is it doesn't last the year. I mean, I think he probably plays, but I don't think we're going to say that he's good uh, for the rest of the year. All right, Cardinals and Browns. Kyler Murray, we still don't know. The, the situation's up in the air. Would you play him if you're Arizona? And Spencer just said the new Call of Duty comes out next Friday. That's <laughs> That's good producing. They keep making these Call of Duties. Um, I've never, I've never played it in my entire life. Um, okay. So here's, here's why I asked this question. If you play him, there's a chance he's not horrible. And then. Well, I assume there's a chance he's good. Right. (laughs) Okay. So you've got Houston's pick, but Houston isn't bad. Uh, if you're going to get the first pick, it's probably going to be with your own pick at this point. And also, if you play him and he doesn't play well, well, now his trade value goes down. So aren't they just better off not playing him? My answer to this would be I would not play him yet. I I would I would keep playing and hopefully losing games to give yourself more of a cushion to secure the number one overall pick with your own pick, as you said. And then once you feel like you have like one game of breathing room for that pick, then you can start playing Kyler Murray. I don't, but we saw how things have gone down to the wire. Yeah, it might not happen. So what's the benefit in playing him? Well, if you're going to trade him, yeah, but don't assume, you think somebody will trade for him if you don't play him this year? I I mean, I assume that showcasing some degree of 
competence from him to the rest of the league. I think there's a better chance he looks like I, I think he, there's a better chance his trade value goes down in this. Well, offense. what do you think it would take to get him right now? I don't think it would take much. And when, so it's going to go down. Well, he'd have to be so good. He'd have to be to me if he's that good. Then if I'm Arizona, like I might actually be in a situation where I end up wanting him to be my quarterback. No. Yeah, yeah. I I know Not I, the I, number one pick. I, well, okay. Because you if paid him, and he's coming off a huge injury. Let me tell you something. Well, if he's that good, they're not going to have the number one pick. Not unless you wait until you've got one win and everybody else has three or four. Yeah, when has that happened? <laughs> Just, I think you're painting a scenario that is that is highly unlikely. I mean, okay. Right now, there is one two-win team in the AFC, and it's New England. And then you've got the Giants and the Bears, and the Bears have the Panthers pick. So you've got three teams in the NFC and one team in the AFC that you're in contention with, and Chicago plays Carolina in on one week from today. So one of those teams is going to get an extra win. Like, I just – you wait four weeks, and you keep lose, – you lose four more games, and then you see where you are. Like, there's still half a season left. I think the contract is so prohibitive – He'd have to be really good for his trade value to be become anything. I think the Kyler Murray is going to be pretty much a straight salary dump. Just take the contract, and we don't expect to get much back. We just want the cap space.